Welcome to the Elite is Armed podcast. My name is Jonathan Hemingway. I'm your host for this special edition with New Mexico State's women's basketball coach, Mark Track. Ten and six this season on a three-game winning streak. Coach Track, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Once again, thank you for joining us here on our podcast. Uh, Chris Hansen, the director of the Elite is Earned uh, podcast, very thankful that we've been able to get this together. The SUV TV uh, is our uh, engineering uh, company that is putting this together. So talk to us a little bit about your, your team and your season. How do you feel about uh, your team right now heading into your third conference game? You know, we feel good. We're 10 and six right now. Uh, we've played a really tough schedule. Um, you know, we've beaten some good teams. We beat New Mexico and, and uh, UTEP uh, for the first time. They're our main rivals and we've beaten them for, uh, in the same season for the first time in 20 years. Uh, so we're, we're proud of that. You know, we lost an overtime game to Arizona, and Arizona's, uh, you know, I think it's got about 11 or, uh, or 12 wins right now. And then we played in a very tough uh, tournament in uh, Vegas. We played Quinnipiac, who's one of the top mid-major teams in the country, and then uh, UNLV, and then a real good Santa Clara team. Uh, all close games. We went 0-3, but I, I felt that we competed and we played hard. And, uh, you know, we won the first two conference games, and we play uh, – a really improved Grand Canyon team on Thursday who's gotten four uh, 50-year transfers uh, that's uh, taken them probably as, uh, to the top as far as uh, uh, the best team in our conference. So it'll be a big matchup for us on Thursday. Uh, but I'm really happy of where we stand right now, 10-6 and 6 and 2-0 and in conference play. Looking for you've got three players that average double-digit points. Your leading scorer, in fact, is a sophomore, Brooke Salas. Um, talk to us a little bit about your, your team's on-court identity. You know, our on-court identity, for the past uh, three years, uh, about you know, two years ago, we got it turned around and, and won 22 games. And uh, we made it to uh, – we won the conference and conference tournament for the first time, I think, in 20 years and, and went to the NC2A tournament for the first time in 25 years at New Mexico State University. Uh, repeated that the following year of the 26-5 and five season – and, uh, and we did it uh, uh, basically by pressing uh, multiple defenses, getting up and down the floor, forcing turnovers. Uh, we forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, we're, we're at the top of our conference as far as forcing turnovers and steals and, uh, you know, offensive rebounds, all the hustle stats. So I think that's the identity of our team. And, and recently we found our offense. We, we couldn't throw a ball in the ocean uh, about uh, three weeks ago, and now all of a sudden we're shooting 50% from three-point range. So I don't know how that happens. There's still no ocean around here. So uh, (laughs) it just our our whole identity uh, of our team changed from a defensive team to an offensive team in the first two two games of conference. But we do. We like to get up and down the floor. Uh, You know, our our leading scorer is a girl named Brooke Salas, a young woman uh, who uh, is a highly recruited mid-major kid, you know, I had history with, with them. You know, I, I've known the family since 1978. I, I coached her uncle and her, and her aunt when they were fourth and sixth graders. Uh, so we had a kind of an end to Brooke, and, and uh, she was uh, one of the top freshmen in the conference last year. And this year, uh, she's been a WAC player of the week three times. So she's playing very, very well. Mariah Mack is one of the top players in conference. Uh, Mariah is just a real tough cover. She's a great defensive player. Uh, she can have, probably average 20 points a game, but she's unselfish through a fault, uh, looks to pass first. And uh, we instituted a new rule that for every, uh, every shot she takes under 15 a game now, the whole team has to run a 35 the next day. So she's been, 
she's been motivated to shoot a little more. And then uh, we've got another great defensive player, Tamara William, who's, who's having a real good year at 20 points uh, the other night. And we've got an excellent freshman, Gia Pack, who was highly recruited, who yeah. was the Arizona State uh, Player of the Year. Uh, got a couple of BCS offers at the end, but stayed loyal and, um, and is really playing while well, averaging 13 points a game and said like, uh, eight threes in the last two games. And so I think, I think we've got a lot of weapons uh, for our conference. And we're getting good inside play from, uh, uh, from Brianna Freeman, who was the WAC player of the year two years ago as a sophomore. Um, so I think, I think we've got – we're deep. We, we go about 9-10 deep. So I like where we, where we stand right now. I like our team. I like the fact that, you know, we average 90 points a game over our first homestand opening league play. So uh, I like where we are, but hopefully – uh, you know, hopefully we can start playing uh, playing defense. I, I said, uh, I told the kids that all of a sudden uh, we're like magic shooting the ball from three-point range, and we're also magic <laughs> on defense because all of a sudden we play the disappearing <laughs> act. So, so we'll see if we can get it all together for next weekend. In your sixth season, coming off of back-to-back uh, WAC championships, uh, clearly, you know, you've, you've done a tremendous job of turning this program around. Talk about some of the things that you're most proud of, you know, during your time um, at New Mexico State. Yeah, I'm most proud of the fact that, that uh, you know, two, we were 6-24 and 24 our first year. You know, I think 11-15 and 15 the second year. And the third year, uh, we went 11-20, and 20, and we did it all with freshmen and sophomores. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the fourth year, the light turned on, and, you know, we had that great run and, and actually went to the tournament, and we wound up playing Maryland who was a number, I think a number four seed, who went to the Final Four that year. And uh, it was a 10-point game at halftime, and it was, uh, we wound up losing by 17. And if you, you know, take into consideration that Maryland had beaten the Big Ten by an average of 20 that year undefeated, you know, I thought going to Maryland, bringing a young team in there in front of 8,000 people, right. you know, on ESPN, uh, you know, the kids really competed. Because I, I was going into that game saying, oh, Lord, I just don't want a 95-40 score. <laughs> you know, so sure. when we walked away sure. with a 17-point game, I was excited, very proud of the kids. You know, so I just like the way the program has just progressed. And, you know, the recruiting's picked up. We've just signed the number 48 class in the country. Uh, you know, according to Chris Hansen, you know, and, and that's big for New Mexico State, you know, in our conference to sign the 48th class in the country that's coming in next year. And we, we get a lot of people back next year, too. Brooks Salas, Gia Pack, uh, Geneva Toitola, who's right. going to be a really good post player for us. So I just like the way the kids have turned it around. I like the way that the community has embraced the teams. We play in front of probably 2,500 uh, a game. Last, last year we had a crowd of 5,300. And, um, and we, we, we have an Aggie station that, that televises six games regionally. So I think the program has just improved in leaps and bounds in all areas, and, and I'm very proud of it. But most of all, proud of, of the kids that turned it around because you know as well as I do that, that the, the difference between our 6-24 and 24 team and our 26-5 and five team was players, not the coach. I didn't, I didn't get extra <laughs> brain cells from my first year until my fourth year. I got a lot of good players. <laughs> well, that brings me to my next question. I mean, you, you've had a history of success, 161-8 and eight as a high school coach, um, you know, and have, have been named, you know, WAC Coach of the Year in back-to-back seasons. You know, so, you know, looking at coaching from maybe a wide angle, uh, you, you know, you mentioned player talent, but is it just all talent or are there other ingredients that, uh, that are important for coaching success? 
Yeah, you know, I think you need players. You know, we we uh, we had good players at Brea High School. We recruited really well at at Pepperdine University. We recruited really well at SC, and I think we've recruited well here. Uh, but but you need good players. But then you know to evaluate your talent and put them in a in a system where they're going to succeed. I think that's where a coach comes in. And you know, we put in. We thought we we, we recruited uh, really good athletes. And uh, we said we're going to run, we're going to press, and we're going to run the dribble drive offense and take advantage of our athletic ability. Um, so it's 90% players and then 10%, you know, not messing it up, putting them in the right system. And then, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is management in this day and age, making sure the players are on the right page, uh, make sure they're doing the right thing, getting them to play hard and getting them to play together, chemistry issues. I think that's a big deal of being a, uh, a big part of being a head coach right now is, is managing your team. You know, uh, you know the academic aspect, the uh, the public relations aspect, the community aspect. Uh, you know, as, as, uh, as well as you know how they perform on the floor. I think those are, are important. And coaches nowadays have to wear a lot of different hats. You know, to, to be successful, and I think that's really important. No question. You mentioned the recruiting class that you have in, in 2017, a top 50 recruiting class for ProspectsNation.com uh, includes Michaela Mayberry a four-star prospect out of Texas. Talk about the success that you had, um, maybe, maybe this year, maybe even broader, uh, given the fact that New Mexico is generally not thought of, you know, as a major recruiting hotbed, uh, it, you know, in the game of basketball. You, you know, I think it, it's uh, – when I first got to New Mexico State, I hired a really good staff, Tamara Inouye, uh, C.C. Russell-Nava, and, and Eric e. Hughes. And I've known them forever. I've known them since they were in, in, in high school, in some cases grade school. And I just knew how well they're going to work uh, and how hard they're going to work and, 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 and how well they're going to recruit. And they did a heck of a job. Tamara anyway, is now the head coach at, uh, uh, at UCI, and CC is her associate head coach, and, and Eric is now at University of New Mexico. So uh, they did a great job, and, and you're only as good as your assistants. And they went out and they recruited like, you know, that they, they made New Mexico State a destination spot. You know, we 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 be, were able to recruit, develop relationships, and and show the recruits a vision of what we could do at New Mexico State. And then, uh, you know, when they all left, we hired uh, a staff. Uh, you know, Jason Glover is my associate head coach. He coached of the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, the Detroit Shock, and he's been a head coach in the NBA D League. You know, Blanche Alverson, who's our who's our resident genius. She's a superstar in the, in, in the making. Uh, she played at Auburn and, and uh, she, uh, she uh, coached at Texas tech and, and a big kudos to Chris Hansen Cause he's the one that told me about her and said, said yeah, you, you should make right. a phone call to this young woman. And, and then Ashley yeah. Ford, who's played in Nebraska coach in Nebraska coach at San Diego. So it was a really experienced staff. And uh, you know, in the recruiting process, they went out and, and got the, you know, probably could be our best, a recruiting class we've ever had for next year to 17th. And I give uh, uh, credit to my previous staff and I give a lot of credit to my current staff. I think they're both excellent staffs. And, and this one, I'm really from an X and O standpoint, Jason to a, to management and community and, and, and preparation and fundraising standpoint with, with Blanche and, and, and Ashley that brings in all that experience. I think we've got all bases covered, which is what you need to, uh, to do at a mid-major school. You've got to have, people that, that, that are willing and able to do uh, uh, a variety of things. And, and that's where the staff is really good. And, and, and as far as recruiting, I give them all the credit in the world. No question. Um, a lot of times a head coach is only as good as the people behind them. And, and clearly you've got sure. 
you know, strong people behind you this year. And as you mentioned uh, before in years past, people that have gone on experiencing success, you know, at other schools um, as, as head coaches and, and otherwise. But talk to us a little bit. I, kn- I know that you're very proud of the assistant coaches that you've had over the years. But talk about the balance, you know, that, that you have to the tightrope, if you will, of, you know, encouraging your assistants to pursue, you know, individual goals versus, you know, wanting what is best for New Mexico State in terms of, you know, having, you know, continuity and familiarity uh, in the office. Well, well you know, it's, uh, the last staff was together for five years, and uh, Tamara Inouye's uh, dream would be, was to be a head coach someday, you know, and so we, we tried to prepare her, uh, try to get her to wear as many hats as she could as far as uh, game prep, uh, as far as team management, as far as uh, fundraising, you know, so she could get, uh, learn all aspects. I think she was our SWA for her last year, you know. So when she made that 18-inch move over to a head coach, she was ready. She had done everything. Right. She had run practice. She had game prep, you know, and all three, all three of the assistants. So you want them to have that goal. But at the same time, you know, you, Tamara was ready. It was, she was assistant for five years and then three years at, at Santa Clara where she came from. You know, so, so she was ready. But I think, and, and this staff too, you know, Jason Glover, I mean, this guy's a great X and O's developmental coach. He's ready to be a Division One coach now. You know, he's 53 years right. old. He's, he's been in the NBA, WNBA. So he's ready to go now. Somebody like Blanche and, and Ashley, you know, Blanche has got so much potential. And I told Blanche, like, hey, if somebody comes calling, at the end of this year, I would totally understand. I would love to have it for three years, you know, and I'd love to have Ashley for three years. But I understand how this profession goes, and I understand that, that, that people always want to go up the ladder. But I think at a mid-major, I think you can, you can learn. And like I said, you know, Blanche right now is, 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 pre- is prepping, is doing game prep, is running practice, is recruiting, is fundraising, is getting out in the community, and so is Ashley. So they're doing – so they're learning – a whole aspect, uh, a whole myriad of things that are that's going to help them either move up or be a head coach someday. It's, everything is hands-on for them. And I think that if you give your assistants ownership and you give them credit for what they do, give them credit for recruiting classes or, or, or game prep or, or whatever, I think if you give them ownership, that motivates them to, to really, really work hard and, and, and do the things that uh, that they've done. So, yeah, I think it's a balancing thing, but, but I think uh, – you know, as long as, as they work hard and, and uh, you know, they tell me what their goals are, I'm more than willing to help them achieve whatever goals they, uh, they, they aspire to. Sure. Uh, I once heard a coach say that, you know, if you're a head coach, you want your assistants, you know, constantly uh, striving to, to take that next step or, you know, or right. even put a different way, you want them to be head coaches one day because, that's going to keep them motivated. That's going to keep them sharp at their craft and, and wanting right. to, you know, prove that, uh, that they can, you know, do something that is above, you know, their current pay grade. Would you agree with that? Of course, yeah. When I, I uh, had a young la- uh, lady that I coached at Brea High School. Actually, I coached her from the time she was in fourth grade uh, all the way through Brea High School, and she went to USC, played on a great college team with Lisa Leslie and Tina Thompson. And when she graduated from SC, I had become the Pepperdine head coach, and I uh, hired Jody Wynn right out of SC to be my number one assistant at, at Pepperdine at age 21, and I did that because I knew she could recruit and that she could coach, and she had a great mind, and like I said, I've known her since she was in fourth grade, and she stayed with me at Pepperdine and through SC, 
uh, USC, and now she's the head coach at Long Beach State and doing a great job at Long Beach State. I mean, she's she's on her way to hopefully being a, a, a Power 5 coach someday, but has turned that program around, has had 21 seasons, has beaten the likes of Washington, Colorado, LSU, uh, beat South Florida a month ago in, in, in Vegas, a game that I was standing, you know, sitting on the sidelines watching. It was awesome. So, so seeing her do what she's doing and then seeing Tamara Inouye uh, be the head coach at UCI and, and wondering, you know, and, and then knowing that I've got at least maybe three people that, that will be head coaches on my staff right now. Yeah, that means a lot. And, and to see them grow and, uh, and to see them really, really succeed when, when they do make that 18-inch that slide over from the assistant seat uh, to the head, co- uh, head coaching seat, that, that means a lot to me and, and seeing them succeed. And you're right, you know, you want them. Jody always wanted to be a head coach. Tamara always wanted to be a head coach. Jason, you know, Blanche, Ashley, they want to be head coaches. I think that, you know, the previous staff, Cece and Erica want to be head coaches. So it really does drive them, and you really, as a head coach, uh, need to fuel that drive because it'll make them the best at what they are when they're with you. Coach, we're going to take a moment right now to transition into our final segment. A little tip of the cap to Dean Smith and the North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm sure you remember when the Tar Heels uh, got into late-game situations, they went four corners, right? So we're here towards the end of our podcast. We're not uh, running four corners uh, to run out the clock, but we're going we're gonna to run four corners to try to score here. So I've got four questions for you. Um, okay. Answer them as, as quickly um, um, as, as you would like. Uh, but I've, I've got a couple of things off the top of my mind that uh, I would like uh, for you to share with us. So the first question I've got for you, if I'm traveling through New Mexico, where is the one place I have to go? Uh, Las Cruces, of course. <laughs> Touche. Uh, second question. Um, we, we were having a conversation before you got uh, on, on the call here today. What type of phone uh, do you currently own? Uh, iPhone. One of the, the 6S, is that right? 6 something. iPhone 6. The big one. Perfect. Per- perfect. That, I, I had faith that you had an iPhone, so that that's my follow-up question now. Do you listen to iTunes regularly? No. Okay. Gotcha. What, if you listen to music, do you listen to music? And if you do, uh, what's your main uh, main way of uh, consuming uh, music? Well, well uh, actually, off, off the uh, uh, music that I purchased and downloaded on my iPhone. I basically I, gotcha. I uh, listen to that most of the time. Yeah, understood. Third question: um, uh, Fill in the blank or finish the statement. When you are not coaching basketball, you are watching basketball. <laughs> and our fourth question in our four corner segment here: Who is the Best shooter on your coaching staff? Oh, it's not even close. Blanche Alverson. <laughs> she can <laughs> flat out shoot the ball. I'm telling you, she 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 shoots from a different area code. She she's she's really filled it up. I don't nobody want none of the players want to play horse with her because it's gonna be uh, a quick game. <laughs> well, we we all grew up, um, myself included, uh, watching Blanche play. I I'm located out of the uh, the Atlanta area, and um, you mentioned quite, you know, the talent that she is as a 
Uh, as a coach on the sideline, she was certainly yeah. every bit of that as, as a basketball player, but certainly as a person, too, you've got a quality yeah. one uh, in, in that. Yes. I can't tell you how fortunate uh, I was uh, to be able to, to get her to, to agree to be, be on our staff. That, that was a big hire. Good. Well, Coach, that's the end of our time here today. I want to thank you once again uh, to Coach Mark Track head women's basketball coach at New Mexico State. Thank you for listening today and the Elite is Earned podcast. I'm Jonathan Hemingway. Thank you, Jonathan.